This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere Thursday at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hi, I'm Adam Ethevitable. And I'm Sarah. This is Dating Kind of Sucks, a podcast about dating, sex, and relationships. And this week we'll be having a conversation with reality TV star Chloe Veach. Whether you're married or single or poly or ace, or hanging out with swingers back at your place, listen to us as we get no fuck. On Tinder and Bumble and plenty of yucks, trying and trying and having no luck. Because we all know dating kind of sucks. In April 2020, Essex-born Chloe Veach became lockdown famous when Too Hot to Handle, the Netflix series she started, went viral around the world. The reality dating show that penalized contestants for any physical contact quickly outpaced the channel's Love is Blind for worldwide views and made Chloe, who left the show still single as a breakout star, rocketing from 6,000 Instagram followers to an eye-watering 1.9 million. The show still sits as the channel's sixth most watched show worldwide, and in the wake of Too Hot to Handle Success, Chloe, now 23, has also starred in The Circle US, also on Netflix as well as a number of UK TV projects, including Eating With My Ex on BBC Three, and most recently Celebrity Hunted on C4, which she partnered with Drag Race winner The Vivienne. Chloe has guested on chat shows around the world, from Ellen in the US to Steph's Packed Lunch in the UK. In spring 2022, she is filming a new TV project to be announced soon. Chloe has her own brand new podcast called Bangin', available on all podcast platforms. I know we're recording this in the morning, uh, so that we can connect with, uh, with with Chloe, who is in the UK, uh, at a decent time for her. So we're doing this in the morning, so it's early for both of us. Uh, Sarah's in Guatemala, where there's um, there's construction and explosions. There's going literally on. explosions <laughs> going on right now, and I'm trying to go through this intro, and I'm just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So uh, so this is our uh, our first time interviewing somebody that's a little bit different. Uh, Chloe is a quite a personality from everything we've seen on YouTube and from the uh, her she, she, she's only Netflix shows she's also only had she had one episode of her podcast just drop um, yesterday so uh, there hasn't been many episodes of that yet so we'll be enjoying talking to her about all of these different topics about dating about fame things like that and uh, it looks to uh, be a quite an interesting show yeah I don't think she's gonna hold anything back she has a big personality and I expect our conversation to be full of life and some wild topics if we can get there. <laughs> that's what I like. I like when we can find people who are kind of like us that are like have no problem being very blunt and very like just transparent about things and we'll talk about embarrassing things and it seems like she's going to be just like that, which is fantastic for, for us and I think it'll be a, a great show. And so after the break, uh, enjoy our conversation with Chloe Veach. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. 
Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Let's uh, welcome welcome to the podcasting world. Like this is uh, you are now uh, you know uh, a member of the world of podcasters and um, with with Bang and that just came out yesterday, right? Your first episode. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it came out yesterday. I can't believe I'm in the little like tribe of podcasters now. I've always wanted a podcast, but I wanted to make sure that it was something that I was passionate about. I didn't just want to start a podcast because I didn't even know podcasts existed last year until <laughs> until lockdown really um but I get most of my motivation from listening to podcasts in the morning and like most of my advice through podcasts so I just needed to start a podcast called banging to just talk about things that I love talking about what are the passions that, uh, that you've really decided you're going to focus on some of the passions just being myself and being able to have no filter and being able to swear being able to talk about what I want to talk about, like sex life, dating life, what's going on in my life right now that I want to talk and vent about because there's so much stuff that goes on with mental health and stuff in the in the public eye and on social media that people talk about and like hashtag be kind and stuff like that. So I wanted the podcast to be something on, on somewhere where a guest would come on and then just vent what's relevant in their life right now what do they need to rant about and to just get rid of certain stigmas about sex and dating and like why should a guy have to text a girl first why can't a girl text a guy first and just getting those different people's opinions and nothing's off limits just you know whatever you're feeling whatever you're in the mood for is what we're going to talk about pretty much yeah <laughs> literally yeah because I was listening to a little bit of it and I was just like man like they're going through anal they're talking about this and that and like it's just it's so refreshing <laughs> I know it's just so refreshing to just be yourself and go you know fuck it I'm going to talk about this like this is who I am and I hope mm-hmm. you, you know other people will appreciate you for actually talking yeah. about those topics Definitely. And I feel like coming off the back of two to handle and coming off the back of the circle, I kind of turned the circle into a dating show because I just fell for someone that was clearly a catfish. And so many people always say to me, like, Chloe, like, we want to see more of your personality. And obviously, I don't have the editing rights to any of the shows that I go on. So whatever they choose to show is whatever they choose to show. And I feel like I really want to give my fans and other people the chance to get the raw version of me and see actually see how I act on a day-to-day basis without film cameras being in my face and just being in a little safe space of my own podcast and building up a little community of people that think the same way as me and and act and go about their day the same way as me or just want um advice so sorry the dogs are making such weird noises (laughs) I, 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 was, I, I heard it sounds like your dog's you choking, choking is either are they okay <laughs> they're just cleaning themselves oh oh yes that, I, I recognize that noise yes um it, it, that's the thing it must be a little frustrating sometimes to know what you said and did on like when you're on camera and then to see how they edit it to make you either look like the bad guy or the ditzy person or or, or anything like that did you you get frustrated with that Sometimes, yeah. I'm not going to lie. When Tilt Town will first come out, and I watched it, because it was the first show I'd ever been on, I was like, oh my God, look! 
look at me on telly, mum, I've made it. And then the comments. And like, I forget that people don't actually know me. They don't know me. They just see me for a brief couple of hours on TV. And then they feel like they know me. And someone said to me the other day, what is your brand? And I'm like, I don't know. What is my brand? Like, I'm just me. But that is my brand. I'm like authentic in that way. But I feel like sometimes on TV, I do get perceived as someone that's really dumb and someone that hasn't really got any idea of how to live life, which is kind of true because I don't fake it. But I also want to show people that there's a lot more to me that meets the eye. I'm not just someone that glams up a little bit. Like I also look like a tramp 99.9% of the time. And that's okay. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to have meltdowns over guys. It's okay to go through the psycho stages of a relationship. And that's also one of the things as to why I wanted to start the podcast. Just to kind of get rid of certain stigmas. Yeah, and it's pretty easy, too, on a reality show that they'll just typecast you into that type of role of, like, the ditzy person or whatever, where now you're like, yeah, I might be a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but I'm growing as a person. Who the hell even has it figured out in life to begin with? And here's Mm -hmm. my show. Yeah, I mean, I was 19 when I first went on Talk to Handle. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And you know what? I could have been betrayed a lot worse, but I didn't. So I'm grateful that... I just come across as the ditzy one. I feel like on the circle, you see a bit more of my personality, but fingers crossed, there's more shows where I can show like a bit more of me because I'm grown now. I'm a grown ass woman. That's right. That's right. And and I feel like a podcast is a great experience, a great place for you to be yourself um, and for people to start seeing you for you. Uh, they can see your and you know your intelligent side they can see your ditzy side they can see all of it you can share stories however you decide you want to share them and that's a mm-hmm. that's a great thing about having a podcast as we've done over the last five years too just being able to be very honest and transparent is is important definitely how would you say that like since before when you were you know 18 and you weren't uh, on reality show and then after the last couple of years how your dating life has changed obviously it's probably changed because you were younger and now you're older but also i'm sure being famous on you know on, on reality tv has ne- has it negatively or positively affected your dating life negatively negatively yeah, yeah. i mean Everyone thinks you go on TV, you get the followers, you get the money, you get your nice car, you're going to be flooded with with guys. It's just not the case. It's really not. Like what I've found from my experience is that not all guys, but the guys that I've crossed paths with, they're quite intimidated. They don't like the fact that that I'm a big woman, not a big woman, but like an independent woman who's like, busy in their day-to-day life doing things I've got drive and motivation so like that's one side of it and then the tv side of it is they've either got a perception of me from the tv and they feel like they know me and they're not interested and they don't want to reach out but then some sometimes when I meet guys on a night out and I'm like hi you're right I recognize you from that show I'm like oh okay and then they start having a conversation with me they're like fuck you're complete, you're not different, but you're like, you've got more depth to you. I'm like, I know. Well, they know you're a human being, right? They start to realize that you're a human being, not just someone on TV. Exactly. And, and that can that can be very that can be very frustrating. Um, you said men tend to be intimidated and then probably what insecure about mm-hmm. like who you are as as a, like an independent adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean what I I can only talk about my experience, right? So 
when Tilt Town all first come out, I started dating someone and I moved into his for like a couple of months. Like this is an exclusive because I have not told anyone this. I just, it's been a little while now. So I know I could talk about it because it's not fresh anymore. I moved into his and I was doing all my Tilt Town interviews in his house. And I was doing all my press junkets and podcasts and all of that. And he just didn't like it. He was like, no, I'm sorry, but you're posting on TikTok all the time and you're posting on Instagram all the time. Like, I don't get it. Are you vain? And I'm like, I'm not vain. This is my job. This is my career. Like, if I don't promote myself, no one's going to see the work I'm doing. I don't get it. But yeah, with him, it was a insecurity thing. Like, he thought I would cheat on him because of the status. He thought now because I've got a, a little bit of hate saying fame, a little bit of status behind me because I've been on TV, that I'm going to leave him for someone else or I'm going to start forgetting he's there. So I don't know. Was it also like a control thing because you have so much access through social media and a big following that it was like, well, if I keep her off of it and if I kind of limit her access to using social media or shame her for using it, maybe, mm. you know, I'll keep our relationship just the two of us. And uh, of course it's insecurity, but just like from a yeah. part of control. Yeah, definitely. And I've been in toxic controlling relationships before in my past. And let me tell you, I've learned my lessons and I can recognize red flags now. And one green flag that I always swear by is if they're supportive of you and what you want to do and they stand by you, go for it. Because I am not putting myself in a box just to keep you happy. It blows my mind too, because I feel like men should want an independent woman who can manage their own business and like be a badass and it's like you don't want that uh then I don't want you (laughs) exactly but I mean I'm talking like I've got those guys in my dms I definitely haven't no one messages me I just get weird photo like photos of guys naked or like guys on the toilet like come and scratch my back that's what you get in your dms like on a regular basis yeah that that's awful that's a that's not you don't want to be that that's terrible i'm sorry for that so, uh, you should um i feel like you could start a whole uh, podcast where you just make fun of them uh, a whole video podcast where you just post their photos and uh and you uh, you rate them um based on their their photography skills um because we've we found yeah because well, I've, I've noticed too like it's just one of those weird things i feel like guys really need better lighting and better just you know better posing and framing if they're going to take a dick pic because they're always terribly taken they're always mm-hmm. like in the weirdest spots and it's like what are, what are you thinking you know nobody wants to see a wrinkled little worm in bad lighting like it just doesn't make any sense no. and it's the balls they think that if they put the balls higher and the the, the peen squashed to the balls it makes the balls look bigger it doesn't this is something new to me here i had so they're trying to make their balls look bigger in these photos like this is, is this a, so, yeah I'm okay like, that's odd that's uh that's a really i've never heard that before i like small balls yeah just, you don't want to be too big not too big yeah you see the photo pass your balls are too big you're trying yeah. too hard i don't want this you don't want right right i mean it makes sense that's that's very very fair <laughs> Are these are these all UK um, ball peen photos, uh, or are they are they a lot of US as well? 
uh, international, worldwide, worldwide, worldwide. There's worldwide. a lot of different, different shapes, sizes, colors, textures. I'm so there? sorry that you have to get those it's, messages. It's, yeah. Like that's awful. That some is so them, bad. Some of them are videos. Oh my! It's just the audacity on a man thinking, "Ah, oh, here's a celebrity. I want to send this to somebody just because I've seen them on TV or I think they're attractive. They deserve to see my dick. Like it makes no sense whatsoever. I don't understand what what do they think is the end game here? Like, do you think they're gonna oh. you're gonna look at me like, oh, the, that's a great picture. I want I want to date you. Is that what they think? Well, do you know what? Right, I don't know, but there was something that happened the other day. Right, there's this guy that follows me and Nicole, my best friend, who was also on the season one of Talk to Handle. And, you know, on Instagram, you've got the love heart icon in the right hand side next to the send button and no, the message button. And you click on it and it shows your notifications. Well, at the very top, it says story mentions. So I click on that every other day just in case someone's tagged me in something. And there was this guy who tagged me in a story. And I thought, oh, I don't remember bumping into anyone today. Like, what have they tagged me in? So I had a look. And honestly, he posted it on his main story. Okay, his main story. He's got over a thousand followers. They everyone see it. He was twerking naked with his dick out. His balls were slapping and flapping everywhere. He was on his bed dancing to Madonna. Okay. And he tagged me. He tagged me in the story and asked for me to repost it. That is so embarrassing. <laughs> wow. He had he had aspirations of being a some type of star that's that's fucking awful that is uh that is, that's, that's terrible and hilarious like i that's the thing is like i hate that it's invading your your boundaries and you know violating <gasps> your, your space like this but it's 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 like darkly hilarious at the same time that, that this mm. happens at the same time it's it's just fucking awful i felt sick yeah <laughs> i love it i sent it to everyone <laughs> i sent it to my mom my dad my man <laughs> i sent it to my friends right but it's family right. great chat Guys, yeah. I, I mean, now you have a podcast where you can talk about this on a regular basis. You can just you can talk about all the weird shit that you, you can have dicks a whole of the week. Di- yeah, your balls, dick of the, of the your balls of the week. There you go. You can have a whole section and just. <laughs> Although the, the more you talk about it, I'm sure it's just more going to encourage creepy people to send send shit like that too. So that's the only downfall. Yeah, yeah. I love it though. Keep sending them. <laughs> Are you on any dating apps now? I'm not. No. Okay. The DMs are enough. <laughs> Yeah, the DMs are enough. Dating apps. I tried Raya once or twice. I matched with Lewis Capaldi. Wow. I messaged him, he never replied. So I thought, what do you? <laughs> and then you were in um, LA as well for a while, right? When you were filming um, The Circle. I was, yeah. No, not The Circle. Um, the Circle was filmed in Manchester. Oh, it was. I thought it because it was, they were calling it. Okay, I didn't realize that. I thought that was, uh, was LA something different? Um, so when I was in LA, I filmed the promotion for Love Is Blind. Oh, that's okay, okay. And did you do any? Did you do any dating app swiping there? No, I was seeing Mitchell, wasn't I, from the Circle? So okay. I went over there to work with Netflix. Um, I was there for like just over a week, and then I see I was seeing Mitchell when I was there. Have you noticed just from your dating experience a difference between U.S. guys and U.K. guys? Pros and cons of either. (laughs) Yeah, I just don't know if I like American guys yet. I think it's because I've only I've only dated one. I feel like that's enough. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, probably. 
I'm just used to I'm just used to UK guys, but I mean I'm planning on moving to LA in the next six months. So hopefully when I'm over there, I can double double and see what what the hype is. What would you what is it? You've only dated one US guy. What what did you not like? What was the thing that was different there? Or what were the personality type? Or what made it different? <sighs> he was a virgin. How were his balls? Were they good size? That's the important massive, question. Yeah. Massive, yeah. Oh, massive. They're too <laughs> big. Maybe that's maybe that's the problem. They were too big. You know, you said you yeah. don't like them. Yeah. I also feel like everyone in LA, I'm not going to label everyone in LA, it's the same, but the majority of the people that I've met through my experience when meeting people in LA, they've all got really good ambition and drive, which is great, but there's nowhere to escape from that. Like everyone's just trying 100 mile an hour all the time, there's no break. And I feel like most American guys in LA just wouldn't have time for me or like would just want to sit down and brainstorm with their friends for like the week I was down. Do you know what I mean? I got that vibe from them. I was just like, oh, here we go. Another mental training exercise on how to make yourself better and make yourself rich. Are they talking to you because of clout too? They're trying to gain something by being acquainted with you that it's not even like a friendship thing. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I don't know. I kind of got that vibe when I went to a couple of parties in America because everyone was like, oh, what's your name? What's your Insta? And I'm like, how are you? Are you okay? Because <laughs> I'm okay, thanks for asking. It was just weird. Everyone was, yeah, I think, yeah. They in tend the to be UK. very self-absorbed, I think, in LA. Very, very self-absorbed very. and very focused on their success. It's hard to build real friendships in Los Angeles. Uh, I lived there for a while. And I think it can be very difficult because you don't know if someone's a friend with you just because of how many Instagram followers you have or what they think you can do for them or if they're actually like you as a person. Mm, exactly. Definitely. I mean, I did feel that energy when I was out there. People in the UK, we pride ourselves being straight up. Like, we're so honest. And we don't waste our time. So like when I went over to America, I went, I've got loads of friends now. And then none of them messaged me back. And I thought, wow, just crazy. I was going to say, well, I wish you all the success with LA. And hopefully you find like a close knit group of friends that are real and like appreciate you for being you. It is hard just moving to a new city and just like not really knowing anyone and trying to find people you can trust. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So we're going to take a quick break and then when we come back, we're going to talk about some juicy stories you might have. Oh, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground. 
cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. All right, we're back with Chloe Veach, and uh, we're going to maybe get into some of the juicy stories maybe you've had. What, what would you say is your craziest, um, let's say, one-night stand experience or like craziest sexual experience that you've, that you've had that you're willing to talk about? Craziest sexual experience. Oh God. I mean, it's not crazy, but it's disgusting. Does that still count? Of course it does. hundred yes, percent. Yes. I yes. <laughs> haven't even spoken about this on my own podcast yet. So again, no one knows this. Another exclusive. We love right. it. Don't right. we? Oh yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I was seeing a guy for a couple of months. We went away and it was beautiful. So scenic. Right, I'm just setting the mood here. So, like, there's wild horses, there's waterfalls. It's in, like, a beautiful British countryside town. And we're in this hotel, and he said, do you want to have sex? And I was like, oh, yeah, but can we do foreplay? Because I love a bit of foreplay. I love it. We can't just dive straight into it because it no. just doesn't work. Um, but I'd just eaten a whole box of Pringles in the car on the way to the hotel. So my stomach was a bit like, oh, because I've got IBS. Anyway, I'm on the bed. I'm undressed. He's undressed at this point. And I've gone to put the thing in my mouth. And he shoved it in right to the back of my throat. No. And I, I hate it when guys do that. Guys, if you're listening, girls do not like that. They hate it. It's an envision of privacy of the throat. Sometimes the throat needs a little bit of privacy. Just slowly wedge it in. Um, but yeah, I was sick all over his dick. A full box of Pringles and it went everywhere. On his lap, on the bed, on his t-shirt, all over the balls and the gooch. I was mortified. Not the gooch too. Oh, terrible. It was just one of them really wet, dripply ones. And it just it quite everywhere. <laughs> Okay, but how did he respond after that happened? Was he a gentleman and he was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, or let me help clean this up? Like, what was his response? I think he just went, oh, <laughs> that was it. He just went, oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't find the gentleman, guys. I don't, considering he just taking me to a really nice countryside with like lakes and stuff. Yeah, no. That's, yeah, that's terrible. Um, and, and yes, men, if you're listening, you have to be gentle with that. You have to see something she wants because there's yeah. nothing worse than a, a guy putting his hand on the back of someone's head and Shoving not. It yeah, it's ridiculous. No, no like the no, pusher. No they watch too much porn and they think that's what you're supposed to do. They don't understand that porn is not reality. Um, that's that's pretty that's pretty disgusting. Um, that's, that was, so are you you're not still seeing him? I'm guessing. I'm not. No. No, <laughs> it's, it's over. Now, it now was, ended briefly after that was his idea of foreplay you suck my dick was that like that's you like you wanted foreplay so you wanted to be warmed up and all that which is obviously not about his dick foreplay should be more about the woman than the, than than his dick and that was his idea of foreplay was okay well you're sucking my dick yeah yeah well sometimes i take one for the team you know you know when you just <laughs> jump into it and you're like fuck it i'm just gonna put it in yeah. blah, blah, blah. that's what i done but you hope that that's reciprocated though and going okay you know I warm you up a little bit. You warm me up. Yeah. And that, yeah, you didn't get the chance. See, I'd, I've never spoke about this before, right? But I find it really hard to get in the mood. 
Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if there's something wrong with me. Like, because people don't really talk about it a lot. But, like, as a woman, Sarah, do you think, like, have you got that problem or is it just me? Because I have to be physically touched for at least 10 minutes down there to even want to do anything. I mean, it's all foreplay. Like, I'm not immediately like, oh, I see him and I'm in the mood. But it's like, I kind of, like, I have a boyfriend and I communicate with my partner, like, hey, like, let's make out. Then, like, let's go to you eating me out or whatever. And then we kind of lead into sex. Like, I I can't just go, there's quickies every once in a while, but I just can't go from cold to hot immediately. And that's never the expectation. (laughs) Yeah, but guys can. I don't understand it. What is it with a guy that can just jump straight into sex? Like when you get a boner, does that mean you're instantly horny or or does that not work like that? It kind of does, but it sometimes it just means that you're, you're basically the blood has just left your, your brain and uh, you're just thinking with your dick instead. Um, and so that's, that's a lot of it because yes, you can, you can get, you can get an erection without even being turned on, but a lot of times, yeah, it means you're ready to go, but I mean, I, I mean, maybe it's because as I've gotten older, I'm no longer like turned on like that. Like I don't get turned on instantly. I actually want to spend some time. I like cuddling. I like foreplay. I like making out and all that stuff before I really get turned on with someone. And so I think it's important as maybe as guys get a little bit older and maybe a little more emotionally mature that they start to appreciate the emotional connection with someone uh, as well. They're just not about getting their dick wet. But when you're younger, it's just about give me that minute and a half of just pumping really quick and then ask you if you came, even though, of course, you didn't, you know, and then and then feel like you did something. And that's just the, exactly. that's, that's the young they man's manual. Want, they always want that validation after, don't they? Did you come? I always fake it. You should never oh, fake no. it. No, don't don't let don't let those little fuck boys think that they did a good job. You should always be like, maybe next time. You know? yeah, after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to start doing that. Because guys, sometimes these guys think that they they're like they're they're these amazing Casanovas who have like these magical dicks that make women come every time because the woman fakes it, and so they their ego is all you know. So they finally meet a woman who's like, no, like you need to do more. Let's get the toys out, and they get all like offended because there's toys involved because they think that they're they have a magic dick. Oh wow! I mean, I've been with a couple of guys before that are jealous of vibrators. Oh no. Those are helpers, not hurt. Like those, those are going to help the experience and make it better. I, I always laugh of like when I didn't come in scenarios and it's like, well, you licked my clip for three seconds. What did you expect? Like, I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not warmed up and I'm not going to come. <laughs> I always find it hard to do it though. Like, come, I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I feel like I need to be s- stimulated both like the clip and the nun. Do you know what I mean? So like sometimes a little bit of vibrators need to be added and incorporated, but without diving too deep into that before we make anyone sick listening. <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's, it is, it is funny that why um, I was, I did a, a whole TikTok on this. I was saying that women should stop counting their partners because, you know, there, there shouldn't be, we shouldn't care about body count. It shouldn't be a thing that anybody cares about because why does it matter? But we should, women should stop counting the body count instead only count the partners who actually gave them an actual orgasm. And so many women were like, oh, my number would go from 50 to two or 30 to one or or no man ever and every woman I've ever been with or whatever. So like and I was like, that's how we should count it. And maybe men will start to consider it a little more if they realize that women like to have orgasms and we should put the effort into me, you know, helping them get there. I need to write this down. I'm writing this down because this just makes me feel better about my body count. 
Oh, absolutely. You should never feel bad about that. There's nothing wrong. And, you know, with, with how many partners you have, it just means that you're, you know, you, you know what you like and you're getting to know your body. And that's, a, that's good. There's a lot of men who really try to shit on women for having more partners. And it's a, it's a toxic trait in men. It's a red flag if a man's going to have an issue with that because men think if they have lots of partners that they're studs, but if a woman does then somehow it's negative. They have more experience if they have more partners. But if a woman does, it's like, oh, well, you just fuck everybody you see. It's like, um, wait, what? Yeah, I mean, the stigma around that really pisses me off. But you know what? I get a kick out of telling guys when I first meet them. I've lost fucking count. I've lost count. That's great. Yeah. And they just look at me and they're like, they're in disbelief that I could have, that I could be honest about, about that. Because... So many of my friends are scared and hold back on telling the truth because they're ashamed of their body count. No, I am not. I'm going to tell you straight up from the get-go, I've lost count. And if you don't like that, then you're not obviously going to be my next. (laughs) I'll find someone else that does love me, that will appreciate the fact that I love sex because it's something to be celebrated. It's not something to be ashamed of. I think the question instead of what's your body count, it should be like, when were you last tested? Are we good? Then mm. that's that's all that matters. Like, fuck, fuck the number or whatever. That's irrelevant. Mm. I got tested last week. Oh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> and that that is actually good because we need to take the stigma away from, you know, STD testing. That needs to be something people talk about a lot because you want to be healthy and there shouldn't, the body count shouldn't matter. So it should be basically, yeah, when did you get tested and, and what are your kinks? Like that should be the next thing, like you do the next conversation because you want to find somebody who matches your, you know, your kinks as well. Mm. And there's a lot of vanilla guys out there who I think um, they really think missionary style is, is, is kinky. I love a bit of missionary, but sometimes you've got to bend me over. Right. Right. absolutely we got to switch it up keep it interesting add some toys get some lube yeah everything but they don't have to be like i know girls get insecurities during sex but i know that guys must do as well like when guys watch porn they must think oh my god i've got to be a stud i've got to be a stallion my stamina's got to be on point and it's like well no not really because you don't have to just plumb plumb all your way in me to make me feel good like it's all about the kissing and the grabbing and the holding and the pulling the hair a little bit and like the stroking and the eye contact. It's stuff like that that gets me going. So like, guys, if you ever feel like you're doing a bad job, just slow it down a little bit and just be in the moment. I think that is my advice to someone who is actually worried about whether they are good in bed or not. Just be in the moment and just enjoy it. And I think communication. How about ask you know, that's really a big part of it. Are you, what do you, do you like this? Do you want me to keep like those things? Communication is important. I think a lot of men are scared to talk in bed sometimes and they're scared to ask questions. They're, they're scared, scared to make, make even make sounds. I'm, I'm sure. Have you ever had sex with a guy who's like completely silent and you're just trying to figure out it. what's, what's wrong with it? Yeah. Oh, I hate it. I'm like scream. I love it. <laughs> Please God scream. Yeah. Make some noise. Right. Yeah. Oh, do you know what I've had before though? I've had a guy like this on top of me thanks god like he wait, wait what do you mean wait wait like he he prayed when he came or what what no, he he was having sex with me and he thanked god oh <laughs> oh my god that's not normal no that's not normal that's not normal <laughs> immediately no i had a friend who was christian and after he would have one night stands he would get his bible out and cry um and usually with the girl still in bed next to him 
Oh no. No, he was fucked up. He was very like there was a lot wrong with him. But uh, yeah, that's just that's that's awful. Have you have you um, now? Are you the type to invite people back to your place, or do you want to go back to there so that you can make an escape later on? To be honest with you, I never have one night stand ever. Oh, okay. But yeah, I don't really care because like I can even if I'm not really that attracted to someone, but like I'm all right with them being in my company, my company, and having sex with them. I don't really care about an escape route. I'm just down to chill. I'm like, right, should we get a pizza? Should we put a film on? Because I'm quite easy to be around. So I don't really mind if they're doing my head in. I think it might be the other way around. They might be like, how do we get rid of her? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what's wrong? Don't you want to be around yeah. me? <laughs> you don't want to leave. <laughs> I've got somewhere to be. Yeah, a lot of times they're they're probably waiting to to fart because they're waiting for you to leave. You know, that's oh, the, that's yeah. the thing. You know, there's, there's that whole. You know, I heard you talk tell told some story on um another podcast you were on about something about farting. Can you, you do you remember the story that you told? It was on uh, it was a sober dating uh, podcast you were on for a while, and you were talking about being the girl that farted. And I don't, I, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, well, but, what was the story, though? That I, I was trying to think of the story. I don't know if there's a story attached to it. I, no, try I, just, it a lot. I know I do it a lot, okay? <laughs> I'm that bitch that will come up in your place and be really polite and talk to all of your friends and make you feel comfortable, have sex with you, give you an amazing blowjob, but I'm going to fart. I'm sorry. I've got IBS, and hun, that hurts to hold in. If I need to go to the toilet then I will. I'm sorry, but I'm not putting myself in pain because of you, okay? I've got myself to that comfortable point where I'm like, I just can't do it. I mean, if the, if it's a guy that I really like, then obviously I won't at the beginning. And then they start to fall out. Oh my God, I remember I was in Doggy once and it, I actually farted and it was so embarrassing. But he carried on like a trooper. Oh my God, this is the story. No, this is the story. I've just remembered. So one of my exes, I was at his house and he said to me, Oh, should we do a bit of 69, babe? I was like, yeah, go on then, love it. So I've jumped on, I'm straddling his face, and then all of a sudden, my stomach goes, and I was like, no, what's going to happen? I think I need to fart. And it was brewing, like, you know, when you can feel it. And I was in that position where I was bent over, and I was just like, no, my bum hole is in contact with his nose. This is not okay. Did you know it was going to be a fart? Yeah. Like okay. Okay. No, I knew it. I just knew it. I could just tell that this was going to be a smelly, stinky, loud one. And I got off and said, "Oh, babe, one second. I need to get off." And he went, "No," and pulled my cheeks closer to his face, and I bite in his face, and it was disgusting. Oh, it was horrible. You he tried to warn him. You tried. You tried. He was another trooper. Actually, he carried on. He loved it. Well, maybe you discovered a new kink that you didn't know about uh, right there. You might have helped him explore a new boundary. That's uh, that's what I think it's important to you know start to be yourself around someone. As Sarah, we've talked about this on on our our you know other episodes. Sarah's had that issue as well, so she she's have IBS much, too. Yeah, it's like yeah. all the baddies have IBS, and it's like, well, you know, at some point I gotta just do it because that's me being me, and I'm not gonna hide it and exactly be in pain. <laughs> exactly. So, what is your ideal like? relationship like what, what's kind of your i'm, I'm gonna guess probably people think 
that you're the type that wants to go out all the time and club and all these things. But like, if you're in a proper like relationship, you probably are like the stay home, order food in, watch TV type thing. Is that, is that your relationship? Well, like what's your relationship style? My relationship style would be to go and visit as many different places as I can. Like I don't really like going out clubbing with them because it's just, I've done it. I've done that before. And it just, I just don't like it. And I don't drink. So I prefer just sitting in, lighting some candles, face masks, bit of Netflix, and or maybe cooking. I always cook brownies. You know if I like you, if I buy a brownie mix, ready-made, of course. No, pre-made or pre-mixed? Pre-mixed, pre-mixed. To, then, yeah. to then make myself. I always bring brownie mix around someone's house if I really like them. Do you also cook for them? Because I saw a TikTok of you cook doing like a cooking thing do you it's just the brownie mix <laughs> i don't i don't cook no i no. don't cook ever yeah, your, your little tiktok of your recent one of the your your cooking tutorial that was pretty funny that was uh yeah. that was entertaining i was just like squeeze a dog biscuit and then your food is ready i just yeah there's no way i can cook i mean i would i would like i'm 23 so when i get older and when I have to settle down and when I want to settle down, I will learn to cook. You know that you should learn now just for yourself? Like, what do you, what do you do? Do you order all your food in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then she makes, and then you make brownies for yourself too. Though. Yeah, so I do. Brownies. Yeah. I treat myself. I'm, I'm a sugar addict. I love chocolate and crisps and sweets. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, I don't cook either. And that's why I found someone who cooks. So he's taught me more than what I had to bring to the relationship. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I have to do. That is yeah. what I have to do, literally. Just find someone that can cook. So much easier. Yeah, we're, they're out there. Plenty of men know how to cook, especially like men who are, have had lived lives as adults, you know, independently. I think that's a big part of it. Who haven't just gone from living with their parents to something else where they've never actually had to cook. But yeah, it's, it's a good good skill. So what what skills would you say you bring to uh, to like a relationship? What is it that that people want to why would why would someone want to date you I mean obviously other than you're being your personality and you're being entertaining mm-hmm. and all that I feel like I'm just a really really positive person really positive and for me that's a turn on with a guy so like I've got this energy where if someone's upset or someone's annoyed I will never add to that I'll always try and calm them down I'll always try and give them the reassurance or I'm very touchy-feely and if someone likes that then that's great um I'm very caring, but with small things. So I'll write like little notes and leave them around the house. Or I'll be thoughtful and buy them little gifts. And then like all of a sudden they've got like a collection of little gifts. Sometimes I go psycho and I buy them certain things that they need that they can't get rid of if we break up. So then when we do break up, every time they look at that thing, they they remind themselves of me. It works. Yeah, yeah. Do it on purpose. <laughs> you spray perfume on the pillow before you leave. So then when they go to bed, they smell you the next morning and they're like, oh, it makes them fall in love with you even more. Uh, it does. It works. Right. Sounds like a good, good, uh, good plan. Um, what, what advice would you give women trying to date who are like sick of shitty men and sick of some of the toxic dating culture and maybe the, you know, just the toxic masculinity and all this stuff. Like what, what advice would you give for women who are trying to successfully date in the world? Just trying to think about that one because I'm, I'm still single. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so true. I don't know. But one thing that I've learned 
through many toxic relationships is please do not try and be the person you think he wants you to be because being yourself will find you the right person for you. If you enter a relationship and start acting differently because he is, it's not going to work because you're not being true to who you are. So just remain true to who you are and it'll work. 100%. Yep, that's yeah. a, yeah, that's great advice. And it also includes not faking orgasms. Oh, God. So true. Yeah, <laughs> we got to stop that. We're stopping that today. <laughs> no more. Yeah, just <laughs> let them know they did just a bad job. Just being honest. Yeah. Just being honest. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, it was, I enjoyed it, but I didn't come. So could we do a round two where you focus a little bit more on me and see what he says? Yeah. I mean, like, who's not going to want to do a round two? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, sure. I'll focus a little more on you. Yeah. Sometimes I get a little bit worried about like, how do I say that to a guy? Like, because I'm really self-conscious about getting on top of a guy. So I'm sometimes I'm like, how do you want me to do it? And they're just like, oh, just what you're doing is great. And I'm like, oh, what? No, just tell me a bit more. That's because as guys, it's just easy. Like it's, you know, all it takes is a stiff breeze and 30 seconds and we, we're going to have an orgasm. Like it's not, you know, so like that's why anything works with men. And that's, oh, okay. a, that's why a lot of men also don't know that they don't understand that women take more work a lot of times. And so it takes a little more communication and back and forth and listening. And like I said, foreplay, oral toys, all those things can be involved without triggering their insecurity. But if you tell a guy, yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite there or I'm not going to get there. It's okay. I still had fun. It was still fun. I'm not going to come. It's fine. You like, you know, or you can say, I'm not going to come. Can we uh, switch positions? Do you, you know, you go down on me for a bit. You can ask those things. And if they yeah. get shitty about it, then you can be like, oh, okay, well, I'm done seeing you right now. You that's, know, that's your sign. Yeah. It's a red flag right there. <laughs> okay. I need someone that's going to go down, down all the time. Absolutely. So that, that, that should be a priority. I dated a bunch of men who hated doing that. And then I found someone who liked doing that game changer you just need someone who's like totally game and open to making you satisfied and like wants to pleasure you like it's crazy that that's a a rare thing to find but you just kind of have to siphon through all the bullshit of men and be like no like I deserve pleasure too yeah exactly oh I love I love the conversations we've had today it's been really really productive for my mind (laughs) good I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna practice all of these Well, and, and like as a man, I know that the first time I actually genuinely gave a woman an orgasm to the point that, like, you know, her knees were shaking and she couldn't move and it was a thing, like, I was like, holy shit, I want to do that more. Like, that, like, that encouraged that, that inspired me to be like, I want to make that happen a lot because that was amazing. Like, that, I, I got a, like, I got a high off of that of just like them being so, like, coming so hard. And so I think it's a thing that it, when men learn, what it's like to help a woman reach an orgasm, an actual orgasm, like it empowers them to try to pleasure women more. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't want them pleasuring anyone else, just me. <laughs> oh, right, right. Of course, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so your, your, advice, your advice for women is spot on, you know, to, to be yourself, don't change who you are. What advice would you give to men who are very frustrated dating? Like, you know, you've dated a lot of men. What, what would you, how would you tell them to be uh, successful in dating? Let's say, let's, let's, how about if you had some of your bad dates, what was, what would, what would you say to one of your shitty men that you've been out with that was bad? Like, what would, what would oh. you say if you were going to correct them? What's a correction okay. you would give to men? Here's how not to fuck up a date with me. How about that? Talk less, talk less, listen more. Do not, I don't care. You ramble about yourself for an hour. My social battery is now drained and I'm going back home to charge myself and my bullet. Oh, 
<laughs> and your bullet. <laughs> yep, absolutely. There we go. Yeah, That's you, excellent. Oh, you should want to. You should want to leave a date feeling super energized. So yeah, yeah. That's my really good advice. Thank you. Yeah, this is great. Um, well, and yes. Uh, so uh, yeah, we're gonna say good, sir. I know. I was gonna say. I think we've wrapped up this conversation, but Adam always likes to do the Spitfire at the end of each episode with a guest. Okay. Um, um, just quick questions first thing that comes to mind like five questions you just answer the first thing that comes off the top of your head um even if it doesn't make sense even if it doesn't make sense just yep. answer okay. whatever whatever um and uh and of course uh, everybody should check out chloe beach's banging available on all podcast apps um is it weekly uh i know you have one episode out already it is weekly yeah okay so be, uh, this is one episode out now um there'll be actually there'll be two by the time this episode comes out there'll be two episodes out you can listen to it so you can subscribe and uh and make sure you don't send her any dick pics or videos uh on her social media please give her a break she chloe has too much of that so we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna get into this quick spitfire and then uh and then we'll uh we'll wrap everything up um so are are you ready number one fuck mary kill harry styles prince harry or harry jowsey oh fuck harry marry harry styles and kill harry the prince well, yeah, hopefully I just realized, is that something we can say on, uh, on air? <laughs> is that illegal? No. Yeah, okay. Oh God. Just put him in the bin. I'll just put him in the bin. There, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Next question. If you could live anywhere in the United States, where would you choose? LA. It doesn't have to be LA. Oh, LA. Right. LA. So, <laughs> so how many places I know of? Oh yeah. You've never seen a TV show where all of a sudden you're like, I oh, would, that looks really cool to live just because uh, now. All right. LA. New York. New York too. I could see I could see you doing doing well in New York. Really? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh number three, what's your guilty TV pleasure? Um ah, what's the first thing that pops up into my head? I don't know. I don't really watch TV. Um anything like Step Brothers. I love Step Brothers, the film. Play the it movie? over and over again. And Elf, the and Christmas Elf. movie. Step Brothers is great. There's so much more room for activities. I love that. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Brennan, can I ask you a question? Have you ever had guacamole? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number four, if you could consensually bang any person, real or fictional, who would it be? I love the way you put consensual in there. Very important. Um, Justin Bieber. You might have a chance at that. Moving out to LA, being famous, and you know, just who knows? It could, it could eventually Married. happen. Well, I'm up Cele- celebrity marriage. Oh, yeah, there you go. Three. Some celebrity marriages never <laughs> last, anyways. And finally, here's our last one. Just whatever comes off the top of your head, finish this sentence. Chloe Veach is banging. There we go. That is <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Chloe, thank you so much for uh, for joining us on Data Kind of Sucks. We appreciate having you. This has been a fantastic conversation. Oh, you're honestly, you guys are amazing to talk to. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, I just wanted to plug the TikTok for the Banging Podcast as well. It's Banging with Chloe V Pod. All right, we'll actually Thank put it. We'll put, we'll put it in our show notes as well. Um, and actually, I just followed that TikTok so uh, yesterday, yeah. so I'll uh, be checking that out. And uh, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Whether you're married or single or poly or ace, or hanging out with swingers back at your place, listen to us as we get no fun on Tinder and Bumble and plenty of yucks, trying and trying and having no luck because we all know dating kind of sucks. Are two of a kind. He says stupid shit and she doesn't mind. They're not doing this show to make any bucks. Life is a chicken whose feathers they pluck. Why does it work? Well, here is the crux. They both know. 
dating kind of sucks. Dating kind of sucks.